Today's episode is a little different than our typical episodes, and I am so excited for you to hear it. About a year and a half ago, some networking friends and I started a book club. We would read one book per month and then get on a Zoom to talk about it at the end of the month. Well, it has turned into so much more than that. Not only has it gotten me into the habit of prioritizing reading again, but it has created this incredible friendship between all of us women who are also all online business owners. If you're listening to this podcast, then you are probably an online business owner of some sort yourself, whether that's a course creator, podcaster, TBT seller, or service provider. And so you probably feel like sometimes you live two different lives, your business life and then your personal life. Chances are people in your personal life don't really have an understanding of what it is that you actually do. And this is why having this group of women has been so helpful to me. Back in May, we met up in real life for a weekend retreat, and one of the things we did was record a podcast episode roundtable style, which you will hear part of today. You'll hear us talk about what each of us does in the online space, how people in our lives responded to us starting our businesses, what our work schedules are like, how we balance it with our children, and how having a network of like-minded women has been a real game changer. I hope you feel a connection with a lot of what we discuss and enjoy the conversation. We've all shared about this book club and our relationships on Instagram, and we've had a lot of people messaging, asking if we would ever plan to open the group up to more people. We know how isolating the online world can be and how much this group has helped us not only have a little fun reading books that takes our minds off of work, but also has formed really great connections with people. So we are creating a book club membership so that you can be a part of this community too. The book club will feature a monthly fiction book with live stream discussion and private Facebook group where you can connect with other entrepreneurial women and talk books, business, and personal lives. We have lots of other ideas for this book club, and we're so excited to share it with you and hope that it will offer a place where you can feel a part of a community and form some amazing friendships. I'm including a link in the episode description where you can sign up for the waitlist so you will be first to be notified when everything is ready to go. So again, you can find that link in the description on whatever listening app you're listening to right now, or you can find it in the show notes at www.podcastingforeducators.com slash episode 107. Now, a quick note, obviously podcasting is my thing, and so this really kind of pains me to say, but the audio of this conversation is not perfect It's not terrible, but we were sitting in a circle. We had one mic for all of us, and we recorded it on one track. So some voices might be a little quieter than others, but hopefully it's not too distracting. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. All right, we are going to kick this off with everybody going around and introducing themselves and sharing where they're from. So I'll start. I'm Sarah. I'm a podcast manager from Virginia. 
I'm Lucretia, and I'm a director of marketing for fashion-based businesses from Ontario, Canada. I'm Safa. I'm a director of operations from Tampa, Florida. I'm Nicole. I'm an Instagram strategist from Virginia. I'm Elena. I'm a social media manager from Indiana. I'm Melanie. I'm an online business manager and launch strategist from Virginia. I'm Chelsea. I'm a Pinterest strategist, and I'm from Michigan. I'm Casey. I'm a ClickUp expert from Idaho. I'm Kristen. I'm a marketing strategist from Colorado. And I'm Ashley. I'm a director of marketing from Washington. All right. So we are going to go through some different questions. We've got a few different categories for you all, and we're going to start with marketing. So question number one is, what's been the most effective marketing tool or strategy for your business growth? Nicole? So I think that when I first got started in the online industry, I had all of this noise telling me to kind of be everywhere all at once, like be on Pinterest, be on Instagram, be on YouTube. The the thing that helped me the most is figuring out what is going to work for you. Where do you enjoy being? Where do you enjoy showing up? Where are your people hanging out? So I think if I were to give advice to anybody, like figure out what works for you. But for me, I found Instagram to be the most fun, entertaining community building for me and my business. All right, let's move to a business question. And this is mindset hurdles. That's the category. So do you, we've all been in business now for a few years, right? Or more. Do you still get nervous to get on video? Lucretia. Yeah. It depends on what kind of video. Cause like, if it's like a walking video where I have to walk, I like really get self-conscious, but like, if it's like sitting in stories and just my face, it's fine. But if I, it's like a reel or a dancing or moving, you know, it's really hard for me. Uh, Nicole. So I think for me, I've gotten to the point where I feel like when I like watching people on video, they're more laid back, relaxed. Like they don't really care. They're not as polished. So I've kind of tried to take that approach into my video and it's taken the pressure off immensely. Like I used to record a story maybe, I don't know, 15 times and like <laughs> re-record it and re-record it because it's not perfect. And now I'm just, you know what? If I say something wrong, I say something wrong. <laughs> no big deal. Elena. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I feel like it's a lot easier if I don't put pressure on myself because I feel like I get more engagement that way too. They don't want something like perfectly polished. This is Kristen. I, if I go too long without being on video, like if I take a break for a couple weeks or something, I get weird. Like it's weird to get back into <laughs> it. And I do kind of get nervous. So it hasn't fully gone away for me. Ashley. I don't get nervous on stories or recording reels or anything anymore, but I do feel a little anxious before I go live. Mm-hmm. You can't erase or re-record lives. I find what helps me is like, I've tried the whole batching videos thing and I much prefer not to do that and to just kind of like go on video, whether it's a reel or Instagram stories, just whenever I feel like it and whenever I feel like, I don't know, feeling confident or feeling like I even have something to say. Like when I tell myself I have to get on Instagram stories every single day, sometimes I just feel like I don't really have anything I want to say and I don't want to just do it just to do it. But when I'm more in the moment, that's when it feels a little bit better. This is Kristen. So piggybacking off what Nicole and Sarah said, if it's more like, I don't know if it's not so structured and it feels Like I'm just talking to just a friend or something and I don't, it's like, if I feel like doing it in the moment, 
and I don't feel like I have to be, I don't know, scripted or anything like that. That doesn't make me nervous at all. Safa. Yeah. That's what I was going to say when it's very organic for me, it is a lot easier when I have something to say and I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to come up with the smart things to say, or that's going to be engaging when it's something that is more just like spiritually motivated, um, that I have to share. But also on that, if I'm being consistent, I'm going to have more of those moments. But if I've taken a break, it takes me a lot. I have to kind of do something structured to get me back into the flow of it, to keep it going. So if I lose the consistency, I don't have that organic feeling anymore until I push myself to do it and then get back in the flow. Okay. I'm going to choose this next question because I actually hate this question. I hate being asked this question because I feel like I never have an answer for it. (laughs) And that is what do you do outside of work slash business? And I feel like I, I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? I don't know. I go for walks. Does that count? What do you guys do outside of work? Elena? We have a book club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I do have a hobby now. Exactly. <laughs> and we talk literally every day. It's so, <laughs> so true. More of the story, get yourself a book club. Yeah. <laughs> so we, the book club actually has been a really big thing actually like it's not only fostering like me reading more but also this community that we have and this friend these friendships that we've built and it's become like part of my daily life outside of work and even though we're all business owners we talk about everything and we share so much and we're so vulnerable that it's become so much more but then like with my husband and I we we have bikes that we love riding. Um, we go down to our green belt along the river. We go camping. Um, we also love just watching TV, just chilling, you know, because we both work a lot. And this isn't the day and age where a lot of people are stay at home moms and they have, they can have those hobbies and have like, we're exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we're worked all day. We have kids, we have animals and then your husband's working all day. And so chilling with some Netflix. (laughs) I know. I hate when people, I feel like I always hear people say, it's so tempting to watch TV at the end of the day, but you need to spend that time connecting with your spouse or like put your phones away, no screens. But at least for me and Craig, that's like our downtime and we do it together. But Mm -hmm. I very much look forward to that at the end of I've connected when I same I do too yeah Mm -hmm. we're the exact same we can be sitting next to each other on the couch watching tv playing on our phones and we're like at least we're in the same room yeah like there's so many nights where he'll come home from work and I'm still working and he's like at least I'm right next to you like I don't care how much you have to work as long as I'm with you yeah Casey we have this thing too where if we have a show that we both like we have a no phones rule so we can't use our phones while we're watching this show together. And that really helps the like quality time. And also just when you're on your phone, you're not paying as much attention, you know? So then sometimes it will happen. When like, what just happened? Well, you're not supposed to be on your phone. <laughs> yes. So that, you know, we do have that. And we, we really like that because it does help with the, the connection of not just looking at your phone all the time. But like, I, I don't like this question either, Sarah. I agree because <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to stay all of these like really active like exercise and like all these things. And it's like, like no. knitting. Like I, I, yeah. I know how to do all these things. Yeah. It's like my day is full. I don't I love 
to chill on the couch. Like I, and the windows, I love having my windows open and just like having the breeze come in and like read my book, you know, for book club or watch TV or whatever and decompress. And we shouldn't feel guilty for that. Yeah. Chelsea, I feel like you might have, do you have hobbies? I you mean, feel like the, you stay I, really busy. I'm always busy. Yeah. I'm not, I don't do well shutting off. And I will fully admit, I barely ever read the book for a book club. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, we talk so much that like staying up on top of our conversation is a full time. It's, <laughs> it is a lot some days, but like in a good way, like it's reminded me how important like genuine friendships are, which I think I lost touch of when I became a mom. Like I lost sight of my friendships. And I think this is a good reminder. And this weekend has been really good for like cheesy to say, but personal development of like, this is something I need to prioritize more beyond my business friends. It's like, I need to reconnect with my, like my friends outside of business too. Um, But I'm always busy. Always. Like I'm always active. We're always outside. We're always at the park. We're always doing something. Yeah, you yeah. kind of have to get creative when you're a mom to, like, make sure you keep those friendships mm-hmm. and that side of your life going. Like, Nicole, is you're in a mom's club type situation. I'm in a mom's club. We were talking about that earlier. And then we have this. And, yeah. Ashley, I know you. Yeah, so I have been in this big rediscovering phase of myself. So my kids are almost two and four now. And for a really long time after we moved into the house – I feel like I lost myself with how much I was doing for business and Ellie was an infant and the house was a complete DIY project. So lately I've really been prioritizing things that I want to do. And that's been a very interesting journey, I guess you can say. So I have really enjoyed being in the gym. They get to go to the gym daycare and I get that time to myself, whether it's to focus on catching up on messages scrolling Instagram or just diving into my workout and listening to fit radio. I've really loved prioritizing that in my day. And it's been tricky because of most of my clients being on the the East coast. So it's afternoon for them when I get my gym daycare time, but having that priority of something that really gives me energy back has been, has been really good. Yeah. I totally relate to that. And you have to prioritize it because Time is limited. We only have so many hours in the day, but I've been the same way. Like when I started online business, that was a big thing going from teaching where I was on my feet all day long, moving all day long to sitting at a desk. And I let myself kind of get into a slump. And now that's something I've really been prioritizing is like getting some sort of movement in. Usually it's a workout in the morning, but if not, at least going outside and getting on a walk because you do, you have to fit that into your day. Safa. Chelsea and I were talking about this earlier that when things get busy and time gets busy or like money gets scarce, like the first thing we sacrifice is ourselves. And if you don't make the intentional choice to choose yourself and be like, no, I'm not going to sacrifice myself in this. And like my husband and children and everyone will be okay. I'm allowed to do this. I, I don't have to be the one that always sacrifices. I think that makes a huge difference because I am able to serve my kids and my husband and my business much more when I give that even small bit to myself. And I think 
book club had a huge part to do that because it really just like, Oh no, I have to finish this book because I'm going to let all these other women down and we have to have these conversations. I have to show up on Thursday at eight 30. Like they're going to be there. And it got me in the habit of just like taking a little bit of time to do that and like connect with them. And I think the relationship is so low pressure that we just all show up and we're all there and like just supportive for each other. And I think that helped really trigger me taking time for myself to fill my cup. Nicole. I love what Safa just said. When Casey first asked me about this book club, I was a little hesitant, honestly, because I was like, I already have so much going on. I have another baby coming. I have all of these things going on. Do I really have time to add one more thing onto my plate right now? But I know this is something that I really wanted to prioritize reading again, friendships again. And I feel like adding even this one thing or like even a workout or even like adding one more thing into my schedule that was for me made me feel like I had so much more time. Like, I don't know what it was, but I feel like I'm less stressed and I feel like I have more time to do my business stuff and do like the kids stuff now that I'm actually doing something for me too. Like, I don't know if that's crazy, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I love that. I was the same way. I mean, I've been trying to, I'm not always the best in our Instagram chat. I find it very overwhelming to be honest, especially because I'm like trying not to spend so much time on Instagram. But I was really happy when we switched to texting for this trip because I'm much more responsive through text message. But I mean, it is like you, if you make it a priority for me, and it sounds like everybody, like it's had a really positive impact. Lucretia. I think I've told the whole group that you guys are like my only friends, basically. Like I don't have a lot of friends outside. And like, I know when we were doing stuff on weekends, the small things I would do when I would take breaks from work, I'd be like, I don't even want to be here. Like, I just want to hang out on Instagram with all you. Like, it, it was gotten to that point because there's just like, I don't really have a lot of like friends locally. Like a lot of them live far away and like we're texting or whatever. I have like one or two, but like we don't hang out a lot. And so like you guys are who I talked to. And when there was like some stuff going down and some of the stuff that we were doing, like you guys were like, no, your feelings are valid. And like, just like different stuff like that. Cause it's like, don't really have friends in real life. So like meeting everybody like this weekend has just been super good and like kind of the break we all needed. So this question somebody asked on Instagram. So we definitely need to ask this one. How did everyone meet? Ooh, I'll kick it off. (laughs) Okay. So I am very much want to reach out very easily to others. Um, so we, many of us, there are 10 of us here. There are 12 of us in book club. 13. 13 mm-hmm. of book club? 13. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 13 are from the same program, went through mm-hmm. the same freelancing program, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all, besides four, went through the same freelancing program. And I know I personally reached out to... Looking in this room, I think everybody <laughs> in this room, myself, trying to build that community because our real friends, we can all attest to this, do not understand, nor do our husbands, this online space. And so I took the leap of building those genuine connections from day one. Um, so I personally started my business in 2020 of November. Many of the girls in here are anywhere from 2019 to 2021. 2020. 2020. And so I think we all started just 
Facebook messaging each other. And then Casey started this book club. And I know we started with what, nine of us? And then Casey, you were like the root of all of this. Yeah, shout out to Casey. He brought in Safa. <laughs> and then Safa brought in. No, you didn't bring in anyone? Okay, so Casey. And I brought Patricia. in Melanie. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. So so Sarah brought in Melanie, or I can. I But I had already had relationships yeah. with three or four of you yeah. anyway. Yeah. Weirdly. I know everybody's connected. Yeah. Yeah. We're all weirdly connected. And then Kristen and I, Kristen was like my first quote unquote friend. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I think, I think at first when we started book club, it was very strict. Like it felt like very much like this is a professional book club and (laughs) (laughs) read the book and do the thing. And like, we left it as very, yeah, I'll kick you out. Yeah. (laughs) And it was very much, you did kick people out, but I did. You did? Yes. (laughs) Because there were more people in that first month that didn't come to the call and then they, she kicked them out. I kicked out multiple people. She invited me from a question I asked on her reel. Like, I asked a question about, like, oh, how'd you like that book or something on one of Casey's reels? And she's like, I don't read those books or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then somehow you invited me to book club. And so yeah. I came that I, way. I kicked out, I think, four four people. I'm vicious. I appreciate that. <laughs> that is not, I, like, I think that would be, I just could never do that. So I appreciate that you do that. Yeah. Like, even we had, so we started a text chain for this trip. And even you being, like, Let's keep this just for retreat. Oh, talk. Yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I want to respect people's personal boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm trying to. You know, yeah. like, but I will like, say, like, I'm so glad by what it has become. Like, yeah. it, like what it started out as was the intention of truly just having like a book club that would meet once a month. Mm-hmm. I thought that's all it was going to be. Like, I knew the people in it, so I was like, great, love the girls. But it's become like our own safe haven, mastermind, whatever you want to call it. Like, I haven't felt the need, like I'm a true believer investing in my business. I haven't felt the need to invest in a mastermind, a coach, because we all have that. And we talk about motherhood, struggles, business, our amazing husbands who drive us nuts. And and we all are at different stages of our lives with kids, with business, with everything. And so I'm very grateful that it's organically and authentically turned into what it is. But yeah, a lot of us had known each other through that program that turned into friendships that turned into the book club. Mm-hmm. All right, let's switch gears. Were you nervous to start your own business and leave your nine to five? Melanie? Extremely. So earlier when Chelsea was talking, she looked at me to kind of acknowledge, like, did you start in 2020? And I did, but I took a super slow approach. So I was a high school teacher for 12 years and I started my business when I was pregnant with my second daughter and really took the time to leave the classroom, like a lot of time. Like I did this one full year while still teaching. And then I dropped down to part-time teaching and did that for an entire year. So really, this is my full year, first year in business because I was super, well, you guys know me now. I feel like I take a long time to make a decision. I'm very cautious and just really want it to be like the right choice. 
which you don't ever really know if it is mm-hmm. ever the right choice. So that was something that I think was really, really hard to let go of. And plus, I mean, some of us in here former teachers or worked in the school system, like you wrap so much of that in your identity. Yeah. It's like really hard to make the separation of like, I'll still tell people like, Oh yeah, I taught for 12 years. Like it doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? But like, it's hard to like, you feel like you have to say that. Yeah. I I was a teacher. When people ask me what I do, I always say that first. I say, I used to be a teacher. Yeah. What? What? That's not what they asked me. Yeah. (laughs) It's really hard to make that separation. That makes me feel better, but like also worse because you've been doing this like, you know, three years longer than I have full time. Yeah. Because it's not a typical path because it's not, you, you didn't get your college degree in this. And so I feel like, I feel like when I say I'm a Pinterest strategist, it's like, it didn't come with a college degree, so to speak. So it doesn't feel like my family, my own mother-in-law doesn't see this as a, as a career. Like she doesn't see it. So sure. I think that's why we lead with that. Well, I was a teacher. I do have a master's degree. I have a master's degree. I do. But yeah. Do you like, has your all's inner circle, like family, close friends for the most part been supportive of everything that you've done with your business? Or do you feel like judged at all? I'm half and half. Oh, sorry. I'm half and half. So my friends have been amazing. My friends all support. They're like, yes, you got this. You're going to be amazing. My family, not so much. Like my mom and dad are great, but my aunts, uncles, grandfather, especially (laughs) was like, you're doing what? You're not like using your college degree anymore. Like you paid so much money for this. And like, that's what you should be doing. And like in their defense, like that was the way to have like a stable income, right? was to like, do what you're supposed to do, retire, have your retirement package. And like, that's what was you, what you were supposed to do. Today's day and age is just much more different. Yeah, for sure. Grisha? No, like my husband, fiance, boyfriend, whatever the heck you want to call him. Cause he's basically in it for life now. He's really supportive. I have a couple friends that are supportive. You guys are all really supportive. My dad like doesn't understand it, but doesn't ask too many questions. My mom literally sends me job applications like every week still and I think a lot of and I'm like very kind of shy to talk about it and I think a lot of it stems from like my sister saying she was quote-unquote a blogger and saying that she works online and this is like everybody's laughing but it's like a story for a different time so like that gave my whole family this like bad taste in their mouth about being in the online business and I've been doing this since like 2005, 2006, and I was in high school at the time. So I finished high school. I got three degrees in six years, did this all on the side doing that. And then I went into the corporate world and I did that for four years-ish, COVID hit, and I got laid off and I was like, all right, this is my chance. Like, cause I was so afraid of like not having that stable income, but couldn't do anything. So might as well go into this full time. I had nothing to lose at that point. And I've been doing it ever since. And so that was kind of the thing. But like before that, like, it's always like, Oh, I can't say that I do that because like, you don't make any, she never made any money of it. So they never thought I could. And like, this is kind of the first year I've actually brought home income and like done big things in my business, like this trip and other trips and just, so they finally are starting to see it, but I still get those job applications. Kristen. I've had almost nothing but support from like everybody and friends and family in my life. There was one family member before I started my business when I was talking about doing this. And then 
quitting my nine to five to do this and stay home with my kids. And she was like, well, maybe you should get a part-time job to go with it. And that made me feel like, I don't think you know how like all in this is going to be. And like, so it made me feel like, I don't know if you have confidence in me, but everyone else has been super supportive and like always asking me about the business. A lot of my friends and family will tell me that they've like been listening to my podcast or like watching my stories on Instagram. And I have no idea that they're following along and it's always surprising, but it feels really good to have that support. And also it can feel when you're in this space, it can kind of feel like you don't exactly know how to explain what you're doing. So, but I feel like those people who have been really engaged in what I'm doing, they like, they even know what I do. They feel like they have a good understanding. And that means so much to me. I think it's so awesome. Um, And I've even had some friends and family who had kids and they saw this lifestyle and they decided to go for it. I've had some friends recently quit their nine to five. And now we get together for dinners together to talk about business. It's so, so cool. It's awesome. How about you, Casey? So very supportive, but funny supportive. <laughs> so for instance, my grandma thought that I created ClickUp. <laughs> Founder! <laughs> so very, very supportive, but like they don't understand anything that I'm doing. And no. so my family comes from, most of my family are, are very well off and blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And so the way that I have shown them that I don't need, I actually don't have a college degree. So the way that I've shown them that I've made it is I tell them like, I have made this much money. Like this is a real thing. And for some reason it clicks with them then. Cause, cause I'm like, I am supporting our family. Like I can do these things. Like my husband and I have dual, like, this is not just this fun little gig that I lose money on, you know? And, and that has helped them kind of understand that like, I have an actual business, but it was funny. One time my grandma, she's like, so did you like create ClickUp? <laughs> like, no, I did not. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you didn't tell her otherwise. <laughs> Safa. I didn't tell anybody till after I was successful. <laughs> Same. Pretty much. So, and it started, it, my intention was never to leave corporate. I was very successful in my career. It was like, it was great. I was making money, but Darrell was starting his business and we needed more money. I was like, okay, yeah, I can do some freelance extra side gig, some money coming in. And then it grew and grew and grew. And then I was able to bring in a lot of my corporate experience from being at like the higher corporate level into there. And it was like this unique perspective that was really helpful to business owners. So then it kind of grew from there. I was like, Oh, okay. This is real. This is okay. I guess I'm doing this. And then it was already proven. So when I told people about it, they were like, okay, well, I guess you're already making money. So we can't tell you you're not going to be successful because it's already done. I didn't give them an option to not be supportive of me. Yeah. It's funny. Like after hearing all of you go, I feel like people need that those like results before they, they need the testimonials. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ashley. So my, most of my family doesn't ask me. I don't think that they realize how big this has gotten for me. I think they just see me as a stay at home mom. Whenever we get together, 
you know, they're asking my husband, Oh, how's work going for you? How's your job? And my sister, and they go through everyone else and then they never ask me. And it's like, Hey, I'm doing stuff too, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Not just cooking dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I'm doing more other things than cooking dinner. Do you guys ever, like when, when you're in a new social setting, not business related, like maybe you're at a wedding or whatever, and somebody asks, what do you do? Do you still get a little like, "Eh." do you go into detail? I say, no. I usually gosh, try to change the subject. No, I say I'm in digital marketing because yeah. if you share what I do, no. they, yeah. I sh- digital marketing is accepted, but like to go in details of what I do, like why? Right. I spend mm-hmm. my time. Yeah. Nobody understands outside of our online space. Nobody mm-hmm. understands. Mm-hmm. I, I've fumbled and fum- I've been in business for three years. And if somebody on the street asks me what I do, I can't answer them. I just say, say operations consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, operations consultant for small businesses. I say marketing business. And I feel like marketing is a good marketing business. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Director of marketing. Interesting marketing agency. Yeah. My, yeah. my dad just loves that I'm happy, and my grandma just loves that I get to travel. She always wanted to travel for work, Aww. but she never really like worked out of the house too too much. So she just thinks that it's so cool that I'll be like, oh, like going to meet book club she's like this is what you do like you've been working though too right and I'm like yeah she's like oh I still want to travel one day she's like getting 92 so (laughs) she's never she's probably not gonna travel anymore but she loves it like we get to travel and she's like so you you do Facebook right and that's not everything I do Sometimes she's like, shout out to the grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Facebook is where they go first. <laughs> you do the Facebook. Mom, so. the, the, face- the Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my family, everybody in my life, luckily, has been like so supportive. My mom hypes me up a little bit too much sometimes to her friends. <laughs> she doesn't totally get what I do, but when I started my online course, she calls it a manual. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she tells everybody, like, if she's with her, like, girlfriends from college, she's like, Sarah, come on over and tell them about the manual that you created. I'm like, talking about? <laughs> like, I'm picturing, a, I think she is picturing a work, like a textbook or something. Uh, no, it's all online, Mom. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If if she were here yesterday with us, she absolutely would have said that. The neighbor was talking about our four houses. Your mom was talking about your manual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom is still the one like you can't charge for that though. Oh, um, really? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I could do this if I didn't have a support Same. family and husband. Yeah, no right. way. That's why we had you guys. Absolutely. I don't, I don't but think I, if my, yeah, like, I think all of our husbands have I think been if my super husband supportive. Yeah. Yeah. supportive, it would be a different story. Yeah. My husband's yeah. a huge reason I'm doing this. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. He has to be on board on any, on like, we have to be on the same page for financial decision. I Absolutely. think it's a big financial decision mm-hmm. we have to make together. Shout out to the husbands. Yeah. My, yeah. my husband isn't unsupportive, but he's more supportive in it because it's what I want to do not necessarily yeah. because he sees the potential in the business and all of these other things, but he sees how much it means to me and how much fulfillment I get from it. So then he's supportive of that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, my husband has no idea. Volumes to the fact that we're all here because our husbands are home, like for most of yes. us with our kids and being willing to take on four days. And like, no questions. No like, questions. Yeah. 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 Our husbands to do and 
Not that like they're dads. They should. It's not like they're, like, <laughs> they're, they're not babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it speaks volumes to the fact of like they are so supportive of knowing like this is a personal thing we need to be doing as ma or as women, but also the business side of things of like growth and development within that. Which I don't know if a lot of people in this space get. I have talked to many others and we are a lucky group. So I just want to mention that because I have talked to, or I have friends in the same space that don't have that support. So I think we are all very lucky to have that. How many husbands asked, like, you're going to meet strangers? Yes. 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 Mine was literally like, I'm just so happy you get to like go out and actually meet your friends. Like, he's like, you really needed this. Like, the day we booked it, I literally was like, uh, we need to book a flight. He came right down and he was like booking it, like listening to our book club call as we're like talking about booking the flight for him. He was like, what seat did she get? Can you just send me that? Like, literally, he was like, go do it. Like, do the things. He loves like the freedom and that's where he wants and. He's like, you've yeah. been working your butt off for how long? Like, you can travel now? Yeah. Go. Anytime yeah. I mention going out of town, my husband is like, go. You should go a day early because yeah. he, like, banks it so he can go on golf trips later. <laughs> Back in May when you went away for four days. I think for that. a lot of us, at least, like, my husband does not understand how this works. He's like, oh, oh. it's like, he's like, it's obviously working, which is fine. I don't understand how you do it, but, like. Sounds good, but I think for a lot of us, there's they support us mm-hmm. and not necessarily like they obviously support the business, but it's more their faith and support of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, tough question here because I know how many things we all balance. What does a typical day look like? <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. Do we have a typical day? Oh, well, can I spend this? How many of us, I guess, have childcare? Mm-hmm. versus oh I like that because I think that's a big factor in how our days look so like I have part-time care Melanie you have part-time care mm-hmm. Elena the days that I'm doing the online stuff I don't have any child care don't care yeah. no don't Nicole you have your husband to support but right, right. not my, official yeah my husband's there in the morning and then I work in the morning and he goes to work in the afternoon and then I'm with the kids Safa does not have childcare. Zero childcare. Sarah's daughter is at school. Kristen does not. I have childcare for Carson. Just so a couple days a week. And then yeah. Ashley, you have them both, right? I do have them both. We have a babysitter that <laughs> ideally comes for four <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> four hours a week? Yeah, two, two hours on Wednesdays and two hours on Thursdays is what our schedule is, but... Oftentimes things come up for her, so <laughs> it doesn't always happen. Uh, but that is my quote unquote predictable child schedule. That's why I have the gym. That's why I have the gym. Yeah. That's oftentimes where I'll try to do an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon so that I get to have a little bit on both ends of the time. But yeah. And I think our, our hours have shifted depending on our phase of life. Like I think. Like many of us in this room have added on a little one since being in book club, which I know has shifted. So like maybe we can share how many hours, like truly I only get 16. I mean, that's not only I get 16 hours of undivided, whereas I used to have 25. Casey, you have what? Like 35 hours? 
But you only work, you only work 20. Well, I don't have kids. You don't have kids, right. But, so I can work, you know. But your, your ideal but, week is only 20. But right? yeah, I work, I work roughly around 20 hours a week on regular. Yeah. Mom, you're what? Uh, I get about 20 hours, but it's very divided, right? Because I'm so blessed to have my mom move to the area, but she watches the kids in my house, which is a very, smallish townhouse. So I, you know, if someone's having a meltdown and I'm not on a Zoom call, I go down and help her and then I prep lunch and then I help with nap time. So I think I get about 20 hours, but it's a, I'm blessed to get an hour and a half at a time of focused attention. So it's very broken. Wait, how many hours do you work? I'd probably say about 10 to 15, depending on the week. Nicole? Or 20 hours a week. 20, Safa? It depends on how tired I am because I will work. I will probably get maybe an hour during the, an hour, maybe two hours during the day. But then I try to do from 8 p.m. after bedtime till about 11. So what's that about like three hours? Yeah, like five hours a day. So like five-ish hours a day. And that's like on, I have high energy because some days I'll be like 8 p.m. I'm going to sleep because I can't go. So I think it varies from eight to t- 10 to 20 hours a week. I want to mention too, though. So we're all saying like, we don't work, you know, full 40 hours. We have kids, mm-hmm. all these things. We all have such successful businesses. Yeah. And yeah. We are, we're like in these pockets of time. I mean, you guys, you're the moms, not me, but <laughs> in these pockets of time, you guys are getting, you're so efficient that you're getting so much done. To have this successful business, to leave your teaching job. A lot of you guys were, were former teachers. Mm-hmm. To leave that teaching job and replace that income and not have to work, you know, 40 hours to replace it. So kudos to yeah. all you guys. Well, we've also been very smart in building teams or building, like, yeah. hiring Casey to build click up for us. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. yeah so... Ashley and I talked about this, like as moms, because we're so used to working distracted. So when we do get that focused amount of time, I can get like a whole day's worth of stuff done in two hours yeah. and just bang it out and get it done. It's like, hey, I, I, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's worth, like, I, we don't have an option. And I often think about it. I was like, if I had 40 hours, I can't imagine We'd where I would be. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what I would be able to do, like all that clarity, so much creativity, even just this weekend having that clarity of thought. Yeah. I was just like coming up with ideas for like everybody. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, oh, look at all of this stuff. So it's definitely, I sometimes it's not really a choice to have this successful business in that pocket of time. It's what I have to do. And it is hard. And it is something we make it work because that's all we have available for mm-hmm. us. So it's definitely not like, oh, yeah, I only work 20 hours. It's like, no, that's all I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but like you do, of- though. You do. Because mm-hmm. if... So I don't have kids. And I do only work 20 hours. So, yeah. So if you didn't have kids... You would still only work, maybe even less, because you guys are more efficient, probably more efficient at distracting work than obviously me. So you do. So Sarah, do you, are you on your daughter's schedule? Like, do you only work? Yeah. So I, I mean, I work about six hours a day. Okay. So you could work 20 hours a week. Yeah. Well, no more. 30. 30. 30. I would say. I think Fridays are off, but yeah, that's my life. Yeah. And I I used to work more like her being in, she's in kindergarten this year and it's been really great actually because she gets home earlier than she did when she was in preschool or daycare, whatever you want to call it. 
And so when she gets off the bus, like I'm done. I've been lucky because I've always had some sort of support. Like in the beginning, I only had a couple of hours a day, but my my parents have always helped or she's been in some sort of childcare. But I just like when I first started my business, the whole nap time hustle thing seemed amazing. I hate that so much. Like if she's home, I'm I don't want to be at my computer. But I get I'm allowed to do that because she goes to school. Like having a school aged kid, it really does change everything because when they're home with you, you know, you only have so many options of when you can work. So I have really been trying to walk away from my computer because there's always something more that I could do after she gets home. You brought up the nap time hustle, which I and it's so hard because you get in the zone, but then you know in the back. It's really of your hard head, when your kid doesn't nap too, because yeah. that was my reality. So <laughs> the nap time hustle was like the hustle without the nap. Yeah. But even like sometimes you might get a two hour nap, sometimes you might get a 30 minute nap. Yeah. And then you're like really in the zone, you're really going, and then it's just like and then you get frustrated. You don't yeah. want to get frustrated. No, you yeah. no. And it's not it's not them. It's just like I thought I was gonna get two hours and now I'm behind and now I'm done, and working the nights and like I didn't do this other thing because I thought I was going to have this time. And then right. I didn't this we're time. constantly, our kids are constantly sick. It's always like, even though I say I have a 16 hour work week, like something's always yes. coming. And Chelsea, you touched on this. It was, but we all have other supports in our business too. So it's not just 20 hours that our business is going. We're investing in other people and outsourcing and systems and automations that's putting more hours into our business or hours yeah. is getting our businesses are getting more hours than just our hours mm-hmm. yeah. to get them to this spot. So yeah. I think there's a lot of misconception on like, you can be a millionaire in 20 hours a week. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe my 20 hours, but like other people's 20 hours are also going into my business. Yeah. And it takes you a while to get there. You don't start out with 20 hours. Like, oh yeah. I started out like 60 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first client paid me $15 an hour to um, go on her Instagram and reply to stories. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Awful. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. For 60 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, can we all go around and say what we started doing when yeah. we started our business? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, first gig. First yeah. Client. So, like that. so this first is Kristen. Client. I started as a virtual assistant. Casey, you said virtual, virtual, yeah, virtual Chelsea, assistant. social media, customer support, replying to inbox emails, virtual assistant, minus email management too. And it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is Nicole. I was virtual assistant and with virtual assistant, people like think it's like just like one thing, but as a VA, I was literally doing podcast editing, yes. Instagram, yeah. Pinterest. I was doing YouTube for people. I was literally doing every single thing for, that anybody wanted me to do. I read on a website as a I said, yes. <laughs> I did too. I'm like, I've never even heard of WordPress. Yeah. Sure. I think yeah. that's a way, though, to try to, like... It was good to, like, figure out what I wanted to do and what I didn't want yeah. to do. For yeah. 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 I did branding and strategy as a virtual assistant. <laughs> <laughs> and then we learned um, to specialize in charge more. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, ser- yeah. Specializing, Specializing is key. where it's at. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Bye!
Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to our roundtable talk. One takeaway that I want you to have is to find some people who you can be in community with and have support from who just get it and get what you do and get what it's like to have an online business. It can change everything. Don't forget that if this book club community is something that you would like to be a part of, you can join the waitlist by clicking on the link in the description for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, The Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.